This episode was brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. You might be able to bench press 350 pounds, and that's pretty cool. That's a lot. But if you need a professional audio engineering company that can really do it all, go to williammitchellaudio.com. My guest today is Nate Derry. Nate is a certified personal trainer in the Nashville area by way of Memphis, Tennessee, with over 10 years of experience in the fitness industry. He has an extensive background from training amateur and professional athletes to everyday professionals and entry-level fitness enthusiasts. As a lifelong athlete, his specialty is teaching applied strength and functional movement. A graduate of Middle Tennessee State University, Nate started his career as a personal trainer and fitness programmer at the Campus Recreation Center. From there, he transitioned to independent trainer, where he joined up with Omar and Bronson in 2011 as part of Made Fitness. In 2015, he became a partner in the business and now manages operations and day-to-day actions. His specialties are sports-specific training, strength and conditioning, and helping people make a lifelong commitment to a healthier lifestyle. What's up, Nate? <laughs> What's happening, dude? Uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm actually doing really, really well. Yeah. And it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you too, man. It's been like it's been a long time, but like, you know, we see each other like here and there. Yeah, man. Uh, last time I saw you, I was working at World Gym, like I guess, and I yeah. met you there. And you're doing, uh, it's still doing spin. Actually, uh, that ended kind of crazy. I I tore my MCL actually pretty shortly after I saw you, man. So I actually wow. It was yeah, it was a skateboarding thing, man. It's part of. The, I, I was just about to ask was it skateboarding because it's part of the part of the deal with skating, man. <laughs> end up getting hurt. Yeah, but that's gonna be like a life. Good. You have to be hurt. I'm gonna keep. I'll be 55 <laughs> years old and being like, shit, I tore another thing. <laughs> it's all it's it means you're living though dude exactly that's exactly what i yeah. feel all right so i've got a lot of questions i want to get to but okay. first since you're definitely one of the fittest people that i've ever met let's talk about some fitness stuff okay i'm with that uh i want to ask you about the gym you're running now but mm-hmm. i also wanted to bring up how i met you uh so basically you were my boss uh when i was teaching fitness classes at the rec center at mtsu and i want to say uh you were one of the coolest bosses I ever had. <laughs> and so I wanted to say thank you for that. Okay. Uh, okay. I thought this might be a good opportunity to, to say thank you. So no, I, I, I ever I, did before. Uh, because, you know, I was able to bring you ideas about stuff I wanted to do. And you were always like, yeah, man, I'll put that on the schedule, whatever. You know, and it was pretty tight. Yeah. So. I, I think that uh, it was kind of weird because uh, when I started that job, I just started to train and then I graduated. So then it's like, okay, you have to move up a little bit. And so then they're like, okay, you know, you're over the fitness part. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, um, for sure. But I felt like, uh, like I didn't feel like a boss. I felt like, you know, like we just worked together. So, you know, it's, it was new for me. So if I feel like you know this subject better than me and you have an idea, my philosophy was always just, okay, let's run it. If it fails, we'll try something else. Yeah, because I'd, I'd be like, uh, I got an idea for a class I want to teach. And you'd be like, sounds cool. If it works, it works. Yeah, you, you got one it's, semester to make it work, and I was like, <laughs> "That was a, a dope that. job for me, man." Because I, uh, I would schedule my classes, the uh, the ones that I like that I was take like taking at school. Yeah, around the classes I was teaching at the rec center, uh, okay. and so uh, on the days that I was at school, 
I was actually making money at school because I would uh I'd like oh okay I'd go to like so one of my journalism teach. classes yeah change clothes <laughs> go to the rec center make a little you know a little bit of cash yeah. and then go to another class and so that was tight <laughs> that was smart that was a smart way to do it though uh, but fast forward uh, mm-hmm. now you're running uh, Made Fitness and yeah. Made is an acronym right yep uh wh- what does that stand for so uh. My partner is Omar Bronson. They started made uh, a little bit before I met them. And it stands for make all desire and envy, but not in a like a bad envious way. It's just like uh, it's one of those things like when you work hard for something and you put the work in, people see the highlights. And that's when people usually envy you. But we just teach people how to put that work in on the front end. And so that, you know, when you do go to the beach or something like that, you're that body like, oh, man, I wish I would have got it right, you know, in the wintertime. Yeah, totally, dude. Yeah, but then we always play with the acronyms, you know, muscle, uh, aesthetics, discipline, endurance. Uh, we replay with it a lot, but yeah, you can paper, make a ton out of made. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. I uh, I heard a quote about uh, it's not envy, but it was about jealousy, and it was like, uh, jealousy is when someone's doing better than you, but you don't like them. And uh, admiration is when someone's doing better than you, but you do like them. <laughs> <laughs> Just a small tweak of it. That's, that's a lot of things, too. But that's true, man. It's not, uh, I don't like jealousy, man. Jealousy's not good. I always no, like to see people doing good. Yeah, that's that's the thing, too, man. Is I, I love seeing my friends do well. I mean, and I'm really, yeah. really stoked to be seeing you do, do well, for sure. I appreciate it. I even yeah. like strangers doing well, too. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, I like, like, hey, it. man, look at that guy doing well, man. Look at him. There's certain people, yeah, that like uh, I don't even know that I've never met, but like I'm like that's my guy, and I yeah. you know, want and I, yeah. when I see them do well. I'm like, I feel like I'm doing well too because I saw that, you know, You're living living through them. Yeah, absolutely, man. But uh, more about made. Uh, I was checking out the made website mm-hmm. and the Instagram, and I was like, this gym looks dope, and like I was yeah. like, it looks awesome, and also I love the clip of the dude uh, jumping on that chest high wall. <laughs> by the pedestrian bridge do you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah that's is he one of the trainers or is yeah, he just... it's one of the owner owner slash trainer omar that's dude that's uh that's a good clip and i want people to definitely go check that out yeah that's actually used to be one of my favorite uh exercises like when i'd go out and work out and stuff yeah and i actually got a gnarly injury from one of those because I, I i definitely can't jump on a chest high thing but i was i would go out and i would do those box jumps on like things that were waist high yeah, and I had one. I sliced my chin oh, all the way open and nicked a piece of my chin uh, shin bone out. Oh. And it was uh, it was kind of a funny story because I ended up in the ER. <laughs> I needed stitches, <laughs> and you know there was and then the ER is always packed. I don't know. I mean, yeah. how often you ever go there? But it sucks. Try I've been in the ER too many times. But I was sitting there, and but I was bleeding, and I, I wasn't. I didn't have anything with me to stop the blood because I went straight from the injury. Yeah, to, to the, the ER. Yeah, and so. I'm sitting there and my uh, my shoe was filling up with blood <laughs> and then the blood was starting to come out of my shoe. And when I'd gotten there, they're like, Oh, you're, you got like an hour wait. And I was like, all right. And then I think one of the nurses or somebody walked by and saw like, I was like freaking out all the other people. Cause like I was sitting there and like my shoe was like overflowing with blood and they were like, Oh, we got to get dude out of here. Yeah. Like, hey, come with us. And they went and they put me in another room. Uh, I was like, Oh, right. I, I'm going to get to skip to the head of the line. No, you waited another hour. They just wanted to isolate me and not freak me out. <laughs> so they just like let me go bleed in the room by myself. <laughs> oh man, I got a similar story like that. Uh, I was uh, playing ball and I 
I got clipped on a dunk and I broke my wrist. So it was like this fat yeah. knot on my wrist. And um, I'm, I'm, I never had any like big injuries. So I just let it pass. I was like, you know, I just put some ice on it. Was it your, and then, uh, like, are you right-handed? Yeah, I'm right-handed. So it was my right wrist. And so it was just nasty knot. Then it's like, oh, okay, I'll just put ice on it. Be okay. So I went over my current, my wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, went over her house and she saw it immediately. And that was the time that I had to go to the ER. It was a similar situation. It wasn't packed, but there was a lot. But I was just sitting there, and the wrist just kept getting fatter and fatter and fatter. <laughs> and then finally, one of the nurses was like, yeah, we're going to take you in the back immediately. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I appreciate it. So I'm glad they didn't stick me in the room because I probably would have passed out. So I don't know what I what, – what's worse is like an injury where you know you're hurt or an injury where you think you're fine and then you slowly realize yeah. you're hurt. I think it's the slow one, man. The slow because you're like, yo, I'm good. And like you said, your shoe starts filling up with blood and then, you know, <laughs> get it. You're just a little bit dizzier every 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, but it comes with it because as soon as you heal up, you're like, you know what? I'm going to do something else to land me in the ER. Hey, man, you got to pay to play. That's, yeah, that's how that's it works. That's definitely one of my mottos, man. And uh, I definitely want to get back to more of that, uh, more of made, but I had mm-hmm. uh, one thing I think that's like, kind of timely right now and this is going to yeah. come out during this quarantine so i was thinking like you know since gyms are closed i know your gym's closed i check that out yeah. do you have like an a, an at-home routine you're doing like just a way to like keep working out at home without like- yeah man uh luckily i had already kind of been on the uh online tip so because i know i kind of noticed the trends in fitness and that's what that's kind of what things are going to like Personal trainers aren't training or don't, I don't think they want to train, you know, a hundred people in a week to where you can't eat and things like that. So we already had an online platform where we had workouts and um, nutrition tracking and all those things. So when this happened, we were able to transition pretty smooth. So we do two to three um, like virtual camps a week. And then we also have an app with over 50 different workouts that people could just log on and, um, see the videos, workouts, explanations, whether it be a 10 minute workout or an hour workout. Um, so we kind of, I'm kind of liking this time because now it gives us time to just kind of sit back and relax a little bit. And we're yeah, still it's working. Like a, it's like a, a meditative time a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a time to restore. Like where everybody's lifting heavy weights all the time. And now you get to, you know, use your body weight, you know, stretch a little bit more, relax. You know, you don't have to rush to, through traffic to get here and there. So I mean, minus the economy crash, and I'm loving this time. Yeah, I uh, I saw another clip, and you uh, you put up recently. Uh-huh. It was like uh, how how are teachers working at a home? They don't have weights. <laughs> yeah. I don't is, I don't know if she's one of your clients. Uh, yeah, she's one of my. But clients. she's got all these like heavy ass textbooks. She just that's I, and, I just assume all teachers have just books everywhere. Yeah, know? she's like lifting these like giant books or like stacking books, and I was like, she just she just happened to have a box of heavy books at home, and I was like, hey, that's I mean. Why it's weights weight it is it is i because you remember way back in the day uh when you get in trouble they had to just hold the books yeah just hold the books out <laughs> hold these books you know back when you can you know get in trouble in school and they make you hold books but i think for people uh, like you and me that's like not a punishment because we're like oh we're getting yeah, school, like, school right. dude that's yeah, what see. i want to be doing <laughs> <laughs> you know 30 more minutes i got you uh, uh but yeah it's cool that's that's kind of our that's kind of how we train and made we don't we don't have all of the um, equipment and all the expensive stuff so we it's kind of like a minimalist gym like a home gym you know blown up you know three times the size so 
when it comes to, like you said, my boys jumping over there down by the pedestrian bridge, that's usually how we work. I'll ride a bike 30 miles and then see a park and go get a workout in and then jump back on the bike. You know, go run, yeah. jump on some stuff. So we were we were training and she had some books. And we we're like, hey, let me get those books. All right. Give me three <laughs> of them. Three of them stacked. Honestly, uh, that kind of brought me into this next thing that I was going to say, because like uh, my home gym right now is basically, I, I don't have a lot, a lot of stuff here either. Yeah. Uh, it's basically, I got a, a jump rope and a basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Those were kind of my two main things I got. And so I just create like circuits out of that. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people don't realize like there's a ton of shit you can do with a basketball. Uh, exercises Because like you can do Russian twists. You can yep. use the, put the basketball down, do push-ups on it. Uh, uh, I mean, there's literally you can, you can you can do basketball drills that have you dead tired in thirty minutes. Yeah. It's on, it's unlimited. It it's is a great unlimited. great tool to have. And anybody that's got that at home, and that's a great way to just get some exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find that on YouTube or whatever. That's, that's the beauty of it. You could always just plug it in YouTube and find something. Yeah, I kind of like so. Like, there's like a, a little tiny field by my house. Yeah, and uh, and my street's kind of a steep hill, mm-hmm. so it's like it's a pretty good little circuit. So it's like uh, doing the basketball workouts break out do the jump rope for two i'll do everything like in two minute uh yeah intervals and i have my dog yeah, outside with me get down. and then uh then every time every time i finish my little like four stations mm-hmm. we get my dog and we race to the top of the hill oh this, that's dope really and she always that's wins but, you know but like trying to, trying to run as fast as a dog is a great way to get your sprints up <laughs> <laughs> and one day you'll meet a dog that's not as fast as your dog and you'll actually get away yeah hell yeah no, that's no, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this is like I'm training for like a legitimate Ooh. possibility in the future. Exactly, like <laughs> yeah, I said, now, now, you now you know holistic ways of living. Uh, you also know survival tactics, so you're really more equipped than the average person. Uh, man, speaking of basketball, mm-hmm. a little, I'm I'm gonna take us even more off track. Uh, what do you good. think about the them shutting down the Summer Olympics, man? Man, it's, this is the weirdest time because, like, we in our lifetime haven't experienced it. You know, you might hear about the Spanish flu or whatever, but, you know, that was back before, like, TV. Yeah. So it's, like, it's weird. Like, this is stuff you see in movies. Like, you know, I, I like The Walking Dead, so. I love that Like, show. it's just, it's crazy because, like, we're living it. Like, it's, the, you know, these are COVID patients or whatever walking around um sick but it's just weird because you i've never seen i've never seen to a point where they shut down that's how i knew it was kind of serious like wow they shut down the olympics they shut down the nba season like they sent the schools yeah, home coachella yeah <laughs> like what you don't want a bunch of people you know together breathing on each other <laughs> so that what the fact that uh, the olympics are postponed and shut down it's just really it's really strange so it's just uh Dude, and that's got to be such a bummer for uh, people that have been training, like just say training, like, training 20 constantly. years and this is their shot and they're like, uh, what? Exactly. It's, or or a, a former Olympian, like say somebody has been to two Olympics and they're trying to squeeze a third one out. Like, ah, you might not make it to the third one if they push yeah, you back. That was your last chance. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that was it. That's why that's like a little bit more. That's tragic. Yeah, that's why man. like I, uh, for a while I was I was a little bummed when the NBA got shut uh, canceled or whatever. Yeah, but it's like for the most part, everyone in that sport's gonna be fine. Yeah, it's like it's not like their only chance, you know. And the Olympics yeah. is one of those things that only happens once every four years, like four the Summer years, Olympics, man. you know. And 
So whatever, but yeah, that uh, is rough. Speaking more about the Olympics, man, I was going to say that, uh, just like there's so many things that like, you know, I love the opening games and yeah, like the spectacle, but I also love being able to go to like get French fries from McDonald's and be like, I'm supporting the Olympics, you know, they're always an official sponsor. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That. That, it makes you feel better about the McDonald's because like, okay, yeah, I'm helping these athletes get to yeah, uh, Rio. Yeah, dude. Wherever it is they're going. Because I hate Wheaties, man. I don't like, I don't enjoy eating those things and I feel bad because uh, there's like always like athletes on the box and I'm like, I yeah. love that athlete, but I don't want to eat these, this cereal. It tastes like shit. I remember uh, when Jordan, <laughs> when Jordan was on Wheaties and I got some of the kids like, oh yeah, Jordan's on Wheaties. Like I've got to get some, and I say that's the only box of Wheaties that's ever been purchased by me. <laughs> like you know, I'm sorry, Wheaties, but hey, that stuff's disgusting. Jordan had that magic of uh, being able to be like, "Hey, here's something that I'll put my face on," and then it just yeah. sells it. I mean, like obviously, obviously Jordan's the shoes. Yeah, that's one thing. More, like, and that's amazing. They're still the most popular shoes, and he hasn't played basketball since. And fuck, most, I don't know. If, you know, believe it or not, we're about to, I'm pretty sure we're about the same age. Uh, we barely saw Jordan in our childhood. Like, yeah. you know, we, we grew up watching Jordan, but really it was like highlights of Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like yeah, <laughs> I, I forget about that. You know, they were just showing it and you think you're growing up watching it, but really you were catching like the end of it. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, like the highest point of his career, I was probably too young to like care yeah, really yeah. know what I was seeing. So these kids have no clue, and and people die over those shoes, man. It's crazy. I, yeah, I know it. it is crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't had a, I haven't crazy. had a pair of Jordans in forever, man. I stopped the day that uh you couldn't wake up on a random Saturday and go buy a pair. Yeah. So like I remember I tried to get a pair. I think we were in college, and uh, I I tried to get a pair, and I ended up waiting in line for two hours, and they sold out of my size right before I got in there, and I was like, yeah, never. Or, yeah not worth it dude yeah like i'm cool <laughs> and then it just got worse and worse like yeah you're camping out for Georgia to come out next week like uh oh man can i uh can i ask you one more uh one last thing about the olympics then we'll just get yeah, back, yeah. On, back on track uh yeah. but i want to know man because i know that like you're a natural athlete and you're like yeah. you're good at a lot of sports man but uh what olympic sport do you think that you would be best at oh uh, hands down track track, track really wheel. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. that. Was, I ran the uh, 400 and the 800. So if I if I was to like an Olympic sport, like uh, track was more natural for me than basketball was. So it's just like um, that's my favorite one to watch. Quite simple. A gun goes off and you run. Yeah, no, track is <laughs> actually – that's definitely my favorite Olympic sport to yeah. watch. So and I, I far. Like, but – I like what I like about the Olympics, though. It's like, okay, I know about basketball, I know about track, um, boxing, and things like that. But I like to watch all those other sports that I would normally not watch. Like, to be like when Phelps was like going all in in the Olympics, and it's like, okay, I became a swim fan. Like, I'm huge. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, look how he's doing his backstroke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, haven't watched a swim meet ever. Like, all, all my experience with pools. It's just like, I love to chill by the pool. Yeah. I like to do cannonballs into the pool and like, you know, whatever. But like, yeah, and, just and, set, until just Michael Phelps, I was like, oh, it's cool to be fast in the pool. Like really fast in <laughs> yeah. Speedos. Like, oh, throw some Speedos on and go fast. Yeah. Like that never crossed my mind ever. 
Yeah, no doubt. It was like, so they were killing it. And then that's why now I really just respect all sports. So it's just like you like the skateboard. Like I used to sit on a skateboard and go down the street and then I could stand on one and that was it. So like just to be able to do like an ollie, like if you could jump on a skateboard, you've got my, you've got my support. Actually, man, bringing that up, uh, yeah, you know, 2020 was the year they were going to. So this is the first year that skateboarding became a, an Olympic sport. Oh, and uh, oh, it gets pushed. I didn't know that. The, the question that I asked you, honestly, if you mm-hmm. had asked me it back, I would have been like, I don't know, man, maybe I could throw a javelin. I don't like no, like, look hey. but when they like, brought skateboarding, I was like, hey, that's a sport. If you were like, what's the best Olympic sport you can do? I'd be like, well, I, I can skate. So, yeah, and, it, and it's, not at an Olympic level. But <laughs> the, the crazy thing is the guys uh something more like skating and bikes and stuff like that those people are just having fun like you grow up with a kid a skateboard you're doing that and then it's like eventually you get sponsored eventually you're a pro skater and never would you have thought that okay now i can go win a gold medal for um the half pipe yeah like or whatever they choose to compete on and that's that's major man you compete against the best skateboarders in the world there was a big pushback in skateboarding. Uh, a lot of people didn't want it in the Olympics, but uh, that's like specifically in the U.S. I think it was where that was like really happening. Yeah. But in a lot of other countries, uh, people were way more stoked about it. And recently, yeah. they had uh, the first women's battle of the barracks. It's like a, it's basically just like a, it's like a game of horse. Yeah, but it's with skate tricks. With and tricks. Uh, this pat in 2019 was the first year they did a women's battle of the barracks. Mm. It was actually super tight. Yeah. But, uh, I can't remember her name, this one pro, and she actually had to leave because of her home country was like, you're selected for the Olympic team. You got to leave the U.S. and come back here and start training for the Olympics. <laughs> so I think that in a lot of countries, like, it's actually a way more po- like a positive thing than like, yeah, you know, cause I, don't, I don't get why America wouldn't like why we wouldn't um, roll with that. Like skateboarding has been here. It's been heavy. It's just and that. Uh, I think that like from like I think the core of it is like that it's uh it's punk rock you know uh, it's, like, it's yeah. rebellious we it's don't want to be part of the system yeah I was that when I was seventeen I was that way I would have been I like, was I was I was until about twenty four twenty five yeah for sure man yeah hold up it's time to check the mailbag every week we check the mailbag to see if anyone has written into the show okay it looks like we have a message from Mavis Mavis wrote hi. How are you doing today? How old are you and where do you live? Cool. Thanks for writing into the show, Mavis. Now back to the interview. Uh, man, so I took us way off track, but... <laughs> but that's cool. That's, that's cool, though. That's the best thing about uh, what we're doing is really just the conversation. So it's like it all loops in. It ties in somehow. I just, and I just want to hear your opinions on things. But yeah. I do want to get uh, back to Made Fitness for a okay. minute. Yeah, and uh, definitely to the listeners, go check out the made Instagram clips, and you will get motivated for sure. Yeah. Uh, that especially the clip I brought up, man. That dude's like he's just kind of. Go- it seems like he's not even trying, man. He's just like he just floats, easy, man. He just floats up to a chest high wall. Yeah, he's just smiling. He's like, oh, this is I do this every day. <laughs> uh, he does do it every day. So uh, I know you brought you kind of got into this a little bit before, but I'd like to know some more uh, mm-hmm. about what makes uh made fitness unique from other gyms? Okay. Uh, I think the main thing is, uh, as you see, um, big gyms, or especially now after this, uh, pandemic, 
big gyms are cool. They have a lot of stuff. They usually have everything, more than what you possibly need. And then there's a bunch of people. It can be crowded. Um, what we started to realize is most people are scared of that, scared to death of it. So it's like, okay, well, let's make a family style home gym. And really we built it from nothing, you know, just not, not any loans or anything like that. A lot of help from the community, from the members. So awesome. building it from scratch is what really created that culture that we have. And so now you see it a lot more with like CrossFit and things like that, but that's why CrossFit is so big. It's like, a family of people in their box or whatever they call it. Yeah. And then they go, you know, you go and compete like a sport. So uh, with us, it's just, we tried to make the most out of the little equipment. So as we had, you know, three kettlebells and maybe a sledgehammer, we had a million workouts for that. Okay. Then we get a barbell, then you get a squat rack, then we get, so as we added, we had to keep being innovative. So over time, it's like, okay, now we have the money to go do some other stuff. Like we kind of like what we built. So we just, we try, we, we call it a uh, go muscles, not show muscles. So we will teach oh, you yeah. to be able to perform. Like I like taking a teacher, for example, a teacher that's never did a sport or anything and turn them into a Spartan warrior, you know? For sure, man. Okay. All right. Cause I'm pretty sure those kids can get on your nerves enough to where you got to release it somewhere. I said, so, that was one thing I was going to bring up about you. Uh, just yeah. like, cause I feel like, uh, I mean, like you said, you're like, you'd be great at track, you know? And like, you uh, you're good at a lot of sports, but I yeah. always thought it, I always thought you'd be uh, super dope on some of these uh, TV shows they make. Like, uh, oh, uh, do you ever see? Uh, uh, do you ever see? Uh, like, it's like American Ninja Warrior, but that's Ninja not the Warrior. one I'm talking about. Uh, it's called the Ultimate Beastmaster. Oh, with uh, is that the is that with the Rock? No, the Rock has one too, and I think you okay. you would kick ass on that one too. Uh, Beastmaster had. So it's like multiple countries, kind of the, like the Olympics. Yeah. The only real celebrity from that was Terry Crews. He was. Oh, one of the, okay, okay, he was okay. One of the commentators. I, I know it's one you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, that stuff does uh, intrigue me because I always watched it and I, and I always took pride in like I'm six foot seven, so I always took pride in trying to um, do things that random tall people don't really do like uh <laughs> like yeah, gymnastic-y like, type yeah, I'm, shit, trying, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna completely switch it up you know try try a lot of those calisthenics that guys do like on muscle beach and stuff or, or down in miami um just i'm always gonna try it just like you'll see me uh like i learned to surf uh back when we were at mtsu learn to surf just so i could say hey look at that tall dude on the surfboard over there i love surfing man that's like yeah. one of my absolute uh favorite uh sports out there but uh yeah i got like this uh so i, I watched the movie jaws yeah oh like, yeah way too did. young i think and it warped yeah. me a little bit so yeah, every time i surf usually i'm like usually i'm having too much fun and i kind of forget for, about for it about, for about an hour but like uh when well, you know when you're it depends on where you're surfing but when you're uh just sitting there and you're waiting for your turn and to yep. catch a wave, I'm always like, man, I just look like a big seal. Just easy. You know, like, <laughs> hey, so I, I tell people this story every time. Now, keep in mind, I can only surf in a straight line. And that might be you know, one out of eight times or something. Yeah. But I can get on there and go straight. But I, I tell everybody the exact same story. Like, I'm good for about an hour where I'm like trying to get it, trying to get it, trying to get it. And then it comes that time, just randomly, I'll be waiting on the wave. And I'm like, yo, what the hell am I doing? Because you just look to the left and see nothing but walk, just nothing yeah. but as far as you can see. 
And then you're like, you know what? I have no defense. I'm just sitting here and then use it as I start kind of, uh, yeah, I'll probably, I'm, I'm done for the day. That's yeah. The, the thing is like <laughs> when you, when you realize you're a human and you're yeah. and and you know, Completely so you typically, man, you're out pretty far and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, we're like land animals, dude. And sharks are like, they've been around since dinosaurs, dude. Way it eating just us way before forever. we can even fathom. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're we're absolutely nothing for them to just knock off the board and take us out. And you can't swim, you can't outswim it, you can't do anything. You're just out of your element. And you know, I, I know there's a statistic that says uh, you're more likely to get struck by lightning than get eaten by a shark. But yeah, given the option, I would rather get struck by lightning. I feel like it's just a better too. way to go. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you would either you would either be gone or not. Whereas with a shark, they could play with you and just take your leg. Like, ha. Yeah. Oh, you remember that girl uh, that she was that pro surfer that they made a movie oh, yeah. about her and like yeah. they she like they bit her arm off. Yeah. She was so fucking gnarly because she was like uh, they were interviewing her and she's like her first thought she's like you know my first thought was you know the shark bit my arm off and I was like shit I'm gonna lose my sponsors. <laughs> and i was like that's badass that's what yeah that, that's why she's meant for that sport because she went she's back out there there's no way that i could be bit by a shark and get back in the water yeah, yeah. you gotta love it man you gotta so you have it. to you have to but yeah dude, so i know we just got on uh shark attacks yeah but this is the this is supposed, to be the, <laughs> this is supposed to be the fitness episode so i got but some it's still, more it's still fitness man it's sports it's fitness it's something yeah. but uh i got you man yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just talking about how I watch Jaws and shit, and I'm like, that's this is not. I guess, I, yeah, you know what, man. Honestly, it is it mental is fitness. Exactly, is fitness. It, it's all <laughs> fitness, man. Because believe it or not, like I'm, uh, I learned to surf when uh, I was working at the wreck, and they do these uh, spring break trips, and we actually we I taught a boot camp, and they would bring me along to do the uh, boot camp in the morning. And then we'd have excursions all day, so you get to choose. But surfing was one of them. So one of them was Hawaii, one of them was Puerto Rico. And uh, that was one of the best trips I've ever taken in my life. Because it's like, oh, okay, fitness brought me to, uh, you know, all the way to Hawaii. Oh, yeah, and man. I love I the, Hawaii. Yeah. Twice, man. And I think I forgot what the stats are on how many people have been to Hawaii twice. It's something similar to being struck by light. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I was so lucky the, uh, the very first time uh, a friend of mine, he was a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really young when I went the first time and flights were cheaper back then. And yeah. my, my buddy, he was older and he'd, uh, he'd already graduated. Uh, he'd already got out of grad school, but okay. he was a cool, he was a cool dude. And he was a Marine biologist and he was out wow. in Hawaii. And I was like, yo, if I can, if I can get out there, can I just stay with you? And he was like, yeah, man, you can sleep on my couch. And Perfect. that's, so that's how I was able to afford it. Cause I was like, yeah. I think I was, I think I was eighteen. Oh, so, that's, that's I couldn't. I couldn't so, have got the flight when I was dude, eighteen. The, the flight was like three hundred bucks. Well, oh, I lived yeah, with my mom, so I didn't even have to. Uh, I didn't have rent or any shit. Okay. So I was like, my job just like I was like, I can come up with three hundred bucks. Like yeah, the flights that's, were like, so cheap at that time. Flew out there, didn't have to worry about hotels, any of all that. the expensive stuff. I fell in love with that place, and I just oh, it was it, such a beautiful. It, how can I you, fell in love with surfing. Pay? And uh, yeah, actually, I almost yeah. drowned on that trip. That was actually one of the closest I ever. I've, I've almost drowned several times, but that was one of the ones that almost <laughs> got me. I got put in the in the in the washing machine cycle. 
Oh yeah, that, that hit. Uh, I had me once. Yeah. Oh, uh, where at? Uh, that uh, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the ocean is a serious. You, you place. have you to respect, respect it. it, man. You yeah. have to respect the ocean. I've seen. I've seen a girl get put in that washing machine. Uh, my wife. She. We were paddleboarding. And um, she finally, you know, got it down and was excited. And we just, like, watched the wind just slowly, like, take her away. Oh, no. So we had, we had to go. <laughs> we had to, like, I'm glad she came this. back, man. Yeah, well, we, we had to go save her, man. It was crazy. Like, we had to run down the beach and then go, like, catch her and then swim out there and bring her back. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was at this beach called Wakapu. And so the, the shore what break island? Is, what island is that? Oh, uh, that's in Oahu. Okay. Uh, but you can't surf there because the shore breaks too shallow. Okay. But it's like a uh, major like uh, body surfing spot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, but the thing was like, I was just out there goofing around and like not respecting the power of the ocean. And the thing is the water could be like ankle deep where you're standing, but the wave coming at you is head yeah. high. Yeah. And so we were just doing this stupid shit where we would just jump at the wave as hard as we could. Oh, okay. And it was fun a couple times until it caught me. And it yeah. just kept slamming me and slamming me and slamming me. And then finally, uh, I was crawling out crawling out into the sand, puking up salt water and looking around. And there's all these locals, dude. And they're all just looking at me like, fucking mainlander, dude. Like, get off our beach. I was like, all right, man. Uh, yo, man, I got to get back to uh, talking okay. to you about some fitness stuff, though, man. Uh, all right. And more of speaking about you training people. Mm -hmm. uh, last time I saw you, there was a little while ago, but... Uh, I think at that time you were training a boxer. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a so, pro, right? Like a pro boxer. Yeah. Now. Big uh, deal, right? We have, um, we train a couple of boxers, but back, uh, Caleb plant right now, he's the super middleweight heavyweight champion. Yeah. I've been hearing <clears> a <throat> ton about him, dude. Yeah. IBF. So he's from originally from Ashland city, but, uh, you know, in Ashland city slash Nashville. And when he was in Nashville, he, I don't know if, I don't, think somebody brought him in maybe somebody referred him and he came in one day um i'm not sure forgive me anybody if i if you brought him in i forgot um but yeah he came in he was training with us training with us uh he had already been a pro but it was kind of early in his career so he trained with us while he was here and so we would go to the fights and that's when we kind of got pulled into that whole fight world we fell in love with it then because you saw the other side of it you know like the inside yeah. of it. and so um, he was he signed with Al Heyman, which is uh Mayweather's manager. So he ended oh, up oh sick, yeah. So the thing is, if you're if you really want to make it in boxing, it's kind of hard to in a small town. So you either gotta you know be somewhere where you have really good talent to challenge you. So he moved to Vegas. Yeah, you gotta so be in Vegas. Is all the fights. Yeah, are. exactly. So he moved to Vegas, and then his career kind of just took off from there. Uh, him, his, his dad's one of his coaches, and coach uh, Justin Gambler. But um, so then we've just been cool ever since. So we go to all the fights, you know, still plugged in. Um, I'm cool with his current strength coach, um, Coach Wade. Yo, I want to ask you, man, uh, mm -hmm. like when you go to Vegas, uh, what's your favorite part about kicking in Vegas, dude? I mean, uh, it, I, at I, first, I like there's, 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 there's waves to Vegas. So when you're young, you just want to do the casino, just go all the way in. And all you know is the strip. Uh, as you get older, then you realize there's a lot of Vegas outside of the strip. And so recently, that's kind of what um, I enjoy. Like, I like the casino and all that, but I think I lose more than I gain. So oh, yeah, it's not the, whole the point. it's the whole <laughs> point. So it's not I'm not always looking forward to going and throwing money at the casino. 
but I like uh, Vegas now. Um, I've gotten to the outdoor stuff. So like, uh, what's it? Red, Red Rock Canyon, I think. Oh, I've heard of that. Um, yeah. So I, I actually last time I went out there, I just got into cycling real big, like two years ago. So I was able to, uh, get a bike and go ride out there. So the outdoors of Vegas, um, there's a lot of hiking you could do, a lot of mountain biking you could do. Um, but then you know, on I've, top I've of done that, a lot of, I've done a lot of, uh, biking in, in, uh, desert environments, man. I actually, yeah. I really enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, it's, it's really fun, man. And then I guess on the fun side of things, pool parties, man. Pool parties is where it's at. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pool parties are, the, and that's, the daytime pool parties are. What does that bring it back to uh, with Made with, uh, oh man, I forgot. Make, the whole make, all, make all desire and envy, man. Yeah, so make all desire and envy. So you can, yeah. you can be at the pool party. Oh, yeah. And you can be uh, ripped and be stoked. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's perfect because the pool parties on on, uh, you know, on top of the uh, casino or hotel, which also has a weight room. So you just get up, hit the weight room for about 30 minutes and then slide onto the pool with a nice pump. Yeah. My, my only my only Vegas story is I was in the airport there. Yeah. Uh, I was on my way somewhere else. And uh, for some reason, man, like I fly out west, you know, at least a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. And but uh I've only had a layover in Vegas once and I, I was at the airport, this airport bar and I was like, Hey man, <clears throat> does anybody ever win on these slot machines? And the bartender was like, yeah, that one. And he pointed out one in particular and he's like, that one always wins. Go over there. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I went over there. I put a buck in it. It might've been two bucks, but I don't know. It was like, it was nothing, man. It was a dollar, yeah, $2, yeah. but still I put my money in and it was like nothing. And I lost. And I got pissed because <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm not a good, I don't like gambling <laughs> that way, man. Like no, you just man. lose shit for no reason. And then I was like, I'm never doing a slot machine again. <laughs> it, 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 gambling's hard, man. You have to have, I don't know what it is. Like I understand like, okay, poker, blackjack, you have a skill, but it's still like, I hate the games where it's just like pure luck. It's, like yeah, I'm putting my like, money. Yeah, with, uh, with poker, like you get to like, you're having strategize. fun. You're having yeah. fun because you're strategizing, mm-hmm. or even I think betting on sports. You're having fun because there's still strategy. Yeah. Uh, when you're just sh- like shoving money in a slot machine and, at the airport and pulling, and pulling yeah, a handle, yeah, that's just a dumbass way to throw away all your money. <laughs> but they only got me for like one or two bucks before I was done. See, that's me. I have I have a a, a very low buyout. Like once once I've lost like forty dollars, like oh, yeah, I'm out of here. Man. Hold up. It's time for an ad. Are you tired of going to the gym and not getting instant results? What if I can guarantee instant results and you didn't even have to leave your house? You've probably heard of the shake weight and you've probably heard of the Bowflex, but you ain't ever heard about the shaky flex. The latest in hybrid technology while you try to work out, it tries to shake you off. Working your ass, biceps, Get ready for the fitness revolution. Okay, the Shaky Flex sounds like it was invented by a really smart person. I'm definitely going to get one, and I think you should too. Now back to the interview. All right, man. Yeah, I'm, I got to quit taking us off track, man, because I'm going to okay. kill all our time. Uh, and I want to get back just real quick, man, to uh, okay. look, go back to Caleb Plant mm-hmm. and uh, training a professional fighter. Yeah. And I know, like, because you train, every, like you said, you train 
teachers, like the the lady mm-hmm. that was uh, lifting the books, like yep. you train all kinds of people, but uh, specifically like, uh, what's it like training a professional fighter? Like what's the, like, like how do you t- change that level up? You know, the, um, uh, that's another thing about our gym. We, we train our everyday people. Like we train our pros. I guess the difference is with pros, it's their job. So like most people go to work and then they get off and then they come, they might release through fitness or they just want to take care of their body a little bit. With a pro, it's their, it's literally their job. Like their job is to do this sport so that they can pay their bills. So with them, with really, it's not even just pros. Like it's usually a high level athlete period. They have this um, drive and discipline that's a little bit different from everybody else. So with a pro athlete, if I tell them they need to do, you know, we're not going to do any burpees, but like just say, hey, I need you to lift this weight and do this and do that. It's usually like, okay. And then they do it. They might, you know, they might jokingly complain, but yeah. they're going to do it. And yeah, yeah. Um, the the and then there's levels of pro athletes. There's pro athlete, lazy pro athletes, and then there's you know elite ones. So the elite ones are going to be there 30 minutes early, stretching, warming up, getting ready, prepared. So when that when that session starts, boom, they're ready to go. What do I need to do? They do everything. They get it done. They make they clarify, make sure. Um, Make sure they're doing things correctly. Uh, if they got a question, you know, what does this work? What would this help? Um, if I could tell them this helps with their speed, that's why they're locked in a little bit more. And then on top of that, if there's something I need them to do outside of the gym, they're a little more disciplined in getting that done. Like, hey, I need you to be eating this and this and it's at this time. Make sure you get enough sleep. So it's almost like you put the game plan. They understand what it's contributing to, and then they put that work in, no question. Whereas Sometimes with the everyday person, I am dragging them to get in shape. Yeah. So it's like they're like, ah, oh, I'm like, then you came in here. And you so are you saying you it's a, it's almost uh, harder <laughs> to train someone who just wants to get in shape? That's and it's actually almost easier to train a professional. Completely, it's way easier to train a professional if you know what you're like. If you don't know what you're doing, then I can see that being very difficult because you're you, training, yeah. you know. But if you know what you're doing and you and you're knowledgeable of a subject, it's easier to train a pro because you're educating them. Like for example, we the most pros we have uh, we have the most football players. We get a lot of pro like NFL guys, and I can't teach them football. I'm not a professional at football, or was I good enough in football to be teaching them things? But I can make them better at football through um, exercise science. Yeah. So. In that realm, they're better at football, but I'm better at the exercise science part. So when I'm teaching, they're listening and they apply it. So yeah. whereas like mm-hmm. somebody that at the end of the day, if somebody can't run, you know, uh, a four four forty, but they're a great accountant, they're just fine. So if I come in, they could care less about how fast I make them. So your typical person is going to go hard, but like there's those people that are like, hey. I mean, at the end of the day, if I quit and walk out of here, it won't hurt me. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. And yeah, so when you got like an NFL player, it's like they know that they have to go to work and they need to be the best they can be. And so Just they're going to listen to what you have to say and they're going to do what you have to say. Yeah. They know what's going to get them to a they, better spot. They have to. They're trying to stay. Um, the older athletes are trying to stay professional and the younger athletes are trying to earn their way. So. And then if you're talking like high level college, say somebody's at Alabama playing football, they have to compete for their job 
you know, every day. And same thing in the pros. When you go to the pros, you got to compete for your job every day. Somebody that is a, um, you know, a, a construction management. Like if they don't get as strong as they possibly can, their job is still secure. Yeah. That, yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> okay. Do uh, while we're on the subject, <clears throat> I guess like uh, talking about pro athletes. So like the business side of mm-hmm. fitness. Uh, I want to talk about it a little bit because I have a great idea for a product. Uh, it's essentially like a hybrid between a shake weight and a okay. flex. <laughs> I call it a shaky flex. So okay. like it tries to shake you off while you try to bench press and that works your core. Wow. And I want to know what you think. And uh, would you endorse my invention? So this is the thing right here. <laughs> I can never, I can never, talk down on your invention because somebody had the idea of the shake weight and somebody had the idea of a bow flex. Yeah. And I stole both and, their ideas and made a better and one. <laughs> stole it and made a better one. But like if, if somebody, if you would have told me you came up with an idea to shake a weight and work your biceps or whatever, <laughs> I would have laughed, but look at him now, him or her now. Yeah. So no it was doubt. like, I'm not telling you that that's not a crazy idea. I would just tell you, man, let me know how that works. But personally, uh, I wouldn't be able to endorse that because I don't train <laughs> okay. that way. <laughs> but like I said, I like to see people do well. So I'll be like, yo, my, name, my man Doug came up with the craziest thing in the world, man. That's what's up. And uh, then when it blows up, I'll, I'll repost it. Let, let, me, uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. How much can you bench press? Man, honestly, not even a lot. Uh, that's always the number one thing. My arms are very long and bench has always been hard. So my max on the bench is like, uh, the last time I did my, my max on the bench might be like 280 or something like that. That's a lot. Two, well, no, I would say maybe two, yeah, 275, 280, a very struggle, one rep of 275. That's crazy. Actually, uh, I don't know. That's a lot of weight, but <clears throat> I would say that you definitely couldn't bench that on a shaky flex because it's, it's way harder, dude. So, like, that's why it's a better product, man. I do. Like, I would like challenges you. Have you. To go heavy. It's, it saves you. It saves your joints because you don't have to go as heavy anymore. All right, man. I'm gonna have to start skipping some of my questions because okay. I, I see where we're at. All right. Uh, let me kind of try and be a little more. Yeah, I'm gonna skip this next one, even though it's it's important. I feel people like people would want to know, but let's move on because. I want to get to some more uh, other cool stuff. Okay. And I also want to talk about biking a little bit because we were All talking right. about that a second ago and I want to talk yeah. about it again. And by the way, man, I started out this year uh, training for a 100-mile bike race. And wow. I was actually making some really good progress and I was pretty stoked. I was like, I'm going yeah. to win. This. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I was saying I was going to win. You know, yeah. I, like to, I like to like uh, have a positive, you know, reinforcement. You have, you have to think that way. You have to think that way. But yeah, the, the quarantine shut down the race. So, but uh, I've noticed uh, it looks like you're a pretty serious cyclist now. And guess, yeah. just from some photos I've seen, are you sponsored by Sonic? Uh, so our I race with a team uh, that is sponsored by Sonic. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah so man. Sonic Cycle is one of the oldest uh, bike racing teams in Nashville. So I guess the guy that started it is um, he's pretty. I guess he's an executive at Sonic and then eventually it all tied in. So there's a couple other small sponsors in there, but it's random because, uh, you know, I just really got on a bike seriously two years. I mean, I rode a lot as a kid. Like I liked, uh, yeah. you know, 
BMX bikes, all the I watched the X Games every year. Like I had all that stuff. I could do like entry level tricks. Yeah. But uh like my dad had this old road bike and I just thought it was one of those weird bikes that those guys I saw a photo on. of you and your dad and uh yeah, man. he has an old ass bike. You like a, yeah. you a tight bike. <laughs> on his birthday. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna renovate it for him. I'm gonna get it renovated. But it's like an old Fuji bike. And I used to just think it was weird. And then now I'm that guy on one of those bikes. Man, Fuji's but, uh, a Fuji's a actually tight brand. Yeah, yeah, they've been around for a long time. Yo, uh speaking of your your sponsor then, man, uh what's your favorite menu item at Sonic? Funny part is like I'm a vegetarian. So Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll ride out and those guys will go cram everything. So I'm ordering like two orders of fries and an order of tots and then I'll do like a slushy or something. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. But back in the day though, I used to get the uh I don't remember the name of it, but they're like bacon cheeseburger. You know, that I used to be vegetarian. I, I want to get back into that, man. I actually I felt great during that time. Yeah. I would have to say uh, my favorite thing from Sonic is the mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Uh, and I think the equation is uh, for every one minute you were on the shaky flex. You okay. You have like two or three mozzarella sticks and you break even for calories. So okay. All right. Just throwing some more so that, knowledge so that out means, to the listeners. So that, means the shaky you flex. Burn, that means you burn <laughs> a lot of calories on the shaky flex. All right, man. Uh, we're going to have to move on to the, the lightning round. Uh Okay. For the end soon. But All before right. we do, I just, I got to say, man, uh, I know you've always got a lot going on and I'm just curious, man, like just real quick, like uh, what's going on uh, for you in the future, like in the near future? Uh, yeah. Um, so the immediate, the closest immediate thing is in July, I have a little girl on the way. So congratulations, man. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. So uh, that's going to be life changing. And like, as anybody would know, um, but gym wise, we're, we're looking forward to, uh, I, I kind of like this. I mean, I only like the economy being down, but this is, I don't think the world will be the same after this. So everything, we're just implementing different changes with the gym, uh, taking more of the show online. Um, you know, we qualify for a lot of stuff with the government. So we might just, you know, make the gym a little bit nicer so that our members have a better, like just have a more all around experience. But um, that's that. I'm looking forward to being a family man. Um, me and my wife got all kinds oh, yeah. of uh, investments and things that we're trying to get going. And then really, it's just like, uh, for the most part, just like how time is now. Like everybody's kind of relaxed and spending time with family and, you know, getting back to the basics. I kind of want to keep that same momentum going yeah. forward. Like, like once they open the world back, I still want kind of a happy middle. I totally agree that I think there's been a lot of positive in this. Yeah. You know, like there's been some negative. Obviously, I mean, obviously the oh, virus yeah. is a negative and that's a sure thing. Negative. I'm not trying to people minimize that. Lives. Yeah. But I think that uh, uh, this time for people to get like a little more meditative and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe slow down for a second and see what yeah. really matters. And that's, that's pretty important. Uh, but uh, dude, we got to go to the lightning round because oh, let's get it, man. we're almost out. All right. <clears throat> okay. Lightning round. Right. I'm going to name some late night infomercial fitness products. Gotcha. Rate them on a scale from one to ten. Okay. Uh, try not to overthink it, but okay. uh, also, if you don't know what the hell the thing I just said is, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> okay. What uh ten ten is uh ten would be like ten would be outstanding. You would 
totally suggest people do this workout okay. or this or use this product or whatever. All right. And <laughs> uh, one would be like, this is a just piece of shit. So, okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Let's let's start out with one that I think uh, this this blew up when I first met you back when you were my boss back in the day. Yeah. This is the this was probably the most biggest infomercial thing that was out. Uh, hit me with P ninety X. P ninety X. I give it a nine. Damn. Yeah. That's when you do it, you get right. Really man. good score. When you do it, yeah. When you do it, you get right. So I can't hate on them. All right. I did not expect any of these things on the list to get a nine. All right. Okay. <laughs> the gazelle <Yeah>. glider. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's a. I give it a four. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it, it's a good infomercial, though. I mean, yeah. I, I would give the infomercial a five. All right. Thigh man. <laughs> uh, thigh master. Uh, I give that a five too, because I mean, because of Suzanne thigh. Summers. Yeah, of course, because Suzanne Summers. She's a cool chick, man. All right. Yeah. Uh, squatty potty. Um, eight. Yo, all right. Yeah. Like, why not? Why not? Uh, One point less best. than. P90X. <laughs> well, P90X and then Squatty Potty after. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Here's uh, This one's pretty questionable. I think really this... You're the expert. I'm handing it to you, man. Uh, yeah. Perfect push-up. Um, I give I give it a eight. Damn. Okay. Yeah, these, these are good, solid products, man. They were actually good, good products. They're still being used today. Yeah, you know, you still see them at like uh, yeah. Target and shit. Walmart, TJ Walmart's, Max. yeah. All right, the Ab Lounger. Uh, five. Yeah, yeah. You're really generous, dude. Well, I'm giving them a five <laughs> because they work for that one thing that they're good for. Yeah, but they, it's not what's gonna, it's not gonna get you a shape. You're not gonna get abs from the Ab Lounger. You're not at all. But you but, know, if you but if you add that into a if you had all the other shit, if you had P90X, Gazelle Glider, Thigh Master, Squatty Potty, <laughs> Ab Lounger, and you're doing all of it, then the Ab Lounger yeah. probably would help you get some core strength. So that's that is true. Do. All right. And uh Shaky Flex. Shaky Flex, we uh we've uh marked that up to an eight now, man. All right. You, oh, you yeah, got man. me, man. The shaky Flex <laughs> I is coming. See the shaky Flex happen. Hey, be watching out 2021, man. You're gonna see me on infomercials being like well, so thing, Shaky Flex um, changed my life. About <laughs> about uh you said 2021 so towards the end of this year that's when we have to start investing in it man yeah well i got a lot of r&d to do because yeah. i figure out how to make a bowflex shake yeah <laughs> without getting sued from their patents oh and yeah as a matter of fact i probably could get sh- sued by both those companies yeah that's, so that's uh, the main part we'll see how it goes yeah. nate thank you so much for coming on my podcast man yeah, and i this appreciate been, you having me man uh pleasure dude thanks man All right, I appreciate it, man. All right, I'm going to play us out with a track by my friends, the Blacklight Velvets. Thanks for listening. Oh, you see, she saw me in a magazine. You want to?